0: americans who met their spouse at work so i just don't think i have the right to tell people who to date the problem here is that we're starting to criminalize um legitimate relationships between consenting adults and that's a real problem for me and if this can't be resolved some other way and if this does in fact end up in in court millions of taxpayer dollars are going to be spent uh... by pbs to defend itself and i don't think the taxpayers want their money spent that way tavis smiley on tucker carlson that's kind of funny sorry guy from my perspective um... There's nothing but people, I think, are ruining America ideologically on your channel. Why, why are the tax dollars being spent on that? Right. Yeah. All right. Having made that point, he raises an intriguing question, which I, as an open-minded and open-hearted man, am willing to entertain. Back to you. Um, this
1: is an issue that affects everybody who's ever going to work in America. As he said, we're criminalizing consensual relationships in the workplace when there are millions and millions of Americans who met their spouse at work. Mm
0: -hmm. What's interesting to me in the Smiley case and the Garrison Keillor case, too, is that the standard of evidence, if you will, the standard of 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 heinousness is what we anticipate the reaction will be. So it need not even be the anger of the mob determining whether you are fired. Perhaps the mob is angry unjustifiedly. Maybe you did nothing, or maybe you did very, very little. But not only are they not going with the anger of the mob, they're going, uh, uh, going on a perceived future reaction of the mob. Let's see, Tevis Smiley, he apparently had sex with some of his coworkers. That could look really, really bad. Let's fire him. And they fired him. Well quote unquote suspended him.
1: He says over 30 years he had some consensual relationships with coworkers. He doesn't know who's complaining about what because they haven't told him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he well that, so his argument is so are we just going to say that there can be no
0: relationships in the workplace? That is a ridiculous thing to expect. Right. All you will do is criminalize something that is everywhere. And people will start to ignore the rules, which is what you get with overcriminalization. And so
1: there are a number of people. There's a lot of people that have been accused in all this that are just full-on awful human beings—rapists so, so, so on down. We all get that, but uh, this guy and then Al Franken. I don't like what he did, but well, God, I should have brought up his name. One of the uh, one of the Democrat senators who, uh, who 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 joined in the Franken's got to go chorus, right? that drove him out of office, is well, now out drove saying, him
0: to make a speech. Oh, that's right. That he made allusion <laughs> to eventually leaving office. <laughs> Which he's now not going to do. I'm, uh, you know, I want three to one, but I'll
1: bet he stays. Because more and more senators are coming forward and saying, eh, I kind of lost my head, including one guy, and again, I should have looked up his name. He's on the Judiciary Committee, and he made statements yesterday saying, my whole life I've fought for due process, and as a member of the Judiciary Committee, I really should have...
0: Yeah! Now that Roy Moore hasn't been elected! <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, that's 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 at the root of it, clearly to me. Yeah,
0: that's part of it. How,
1: how do you, as a U.S. senator, say I can get so caught up in things that briefly I will suspend due process? You probably shouldn't be on the judiciary committee. Yeah, I'm a talk <laughs>
0: show host, and I was able to keep a cool head. I'm not
1: sure you should be on the judiciary committee if you can get caught up in the the flavor of of an hour or a, you know a moment in a day right. and say suspend habeas corpus, right. <laughs> or whatever,
0: and uh, and 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 rush to judgment. Well, and there are women who are openly, I saw Jen Psaki, former uh, uh, Obama administration spokeswoman on the TV yesterday saying, listen, now is not the time to be talking about due process for these people. That time has not come. This is our moment to make the point. And uh, Man, that's know, scary talk. I, I I get what you're saying. I understand why you're saying it. But you women get so emotional. Oh, that
1: was wow. a joke.
2: That was a joke.
0: That was a joke. Wow. That, that wow. was a joke. Wow. W-O-W. Was a joke. Wow. It was a joke.
1: It was you a know, joke. I'll go with what you do on online to make a point. W.O.W. period.
0: <laughs> anyway, I, I do see your point. I don't think injecting a little sanity into it and a little less French Revolution angry mob mood and instead injecting some, you know what, you have a fabulous point. This is long overdue. You're 100% right. We need to come up with smart, objective standards so that your righteousness isn't compromised by excess that we later regret. Well, and That's the- just wisdom. Excuse me, giving myself a self-compliment. One of the great parts of due
1: process is if the person is guilty you'll get to the same place the person will be punished just the
0: way you want just take a little bit right and uh, again the righteousness and the properness of the punishment will now be in most cases beyond reproach that's a good thing for you we're going to talk with Alex Stone we've had on the
1: Armstrong and Getty show many times over the years and he's reporting on this uh, Amtrak crash trying to figure out what happened maybe we'll ask him some of the stuff because we had that engineer on yeah yeah, it's a, it's a terrible tragedy, and something went terribly, terribly wrong. And... Engineer texted said the track was meant for 80 miles an hour. Let's try to nail that down. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling
1: of Christmas... Speaking of hangovers... Ah, The drunk Dean Martin, one of his classic Christmas songs.
0: So I was just texting my uh, beloved daughter, Delaney, who's jumping on an airplane to come home for Christmas. Can't wait to see her. And it struck me that uh, a lot of folks were getting on that train, the brand new high-speed rail line between Seattle and Portland. uh, Very, very excited about the trip. And it turned absolutely horrible and tragic. ABC News uh, correspondent Alex Stone joins us from uh, near Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Alex, welcome. What do we know about the crash so far? What are we certain of?
2: Well, guys, we found out overnight that uh, the NTSB has been able to examine the, the equivalent of the black box uh, that was on board this train, and that they were going 80 miles an hour, coming into a very tight turn here. I mean, it's almost a 90-degree turn. It's a very tight turn. Uh, when they were supposed to go down to 30 miles an hour, the speed limit was 30, and you know, like growing up playing with uh, wooden train sets that uh, you put down a, a track of a, a turn and you go too fast, that, that train just topples off the side. And that's exactly what happened here when physics got involved. That uh, it appears that that speed may have been a, a very real factor in this thing. The NTSB says, oh, they don't want to jump to conclusions. They don't know. They don't know what the cause was. They need to interview the engineer, find out what was going on in the lead locomotive of was the engineer distracted? Did the engineer not know this uh, section of of the route? This was a new route. Uh, was there some kind of mechanical problem where the engineer couldn't slow down the train? They just don't know. But the train went into this turn way too fast and then toppled off the side. We
1: uh, we did get a text from somebody cl- uh, claiming to be a uh, train engineer who's who from Washington, who said it's being misreported and said the track. Uh, was capable of 80 miles per hour. Now, I didn't specify that the turn was capable. So have, have we nailed that down for certain that that no train was supposed to take that turn at 80 miles an hour? Because it is kind of interesting. I don't know anything about this, but a high-speed train that has to slow down to 30 miles per hour, it's not going to be super high speed.
2: Well, two things. Uh, first of all, it was misreported yesterday that it was a high-speed train. This is okay. not a high-speed train. There it's you go. A there's That's a, a good
1: start in figuring yeah. this out, because okay. I heard that all day long. right?
2: This, this is a, a regular train that, uh, that it could go faster because they had done this bypass where it straightened out the route. The old route was windy along the, uh, the coast, and they had to slow way down to make all of the turns. This is a, a straighter route. The idea is then they could bring up the speed to uh, 79 miles an hour, Uh, until they got to the turns and then slow down and then continue on, uh, but that they could pick up the speed. It's very different than, say, the Acela on the East Coast, where that is a true high-speed train. This isn't. uh, They were just going to go a whole lot faster. Uh, But, yes, they had to upgrade these tracks to be able to speed up the train so that that it could uh, go along these tracks that, up until now, had been dealing with mainly cargo and and some train traffic going into Joint Base uh, Lewis-McChord to allow the passenger uh, traffic. But... That's on the straightaways, at least according to the NTSB and all the the railway authorities here. Once you go into that turn, this turn was not made for 80 miles an hour. That This was a 30-mile-an-hour or below turn. Alex,
0: sorry to interrupt, but in the the roughly 40 seconds we have left, uh, positive train control, the system that the laws demanded be on board for 10 years, that law's been ignored, Uh, would that have helped?
2: Well, it seems like it would have, unless they had a mechanical problem where the train couldn't stop. That that would have taken over if they knew if it knew it was approaching this turn and the engineer wasn't reacting to slow down the train. That it would have slammed on the brakes at that point. The NTSB has called for positive train control everywhere. The the law says it should be there, but it was not in force. It was not being used on this section. The train had it, but this section of railway didn't have it.
0: And the death toll, as of now, stands at what again?
2: At 3 right now, which is pretty incredible, looking at these train cars, that it's at 3.
0: All right, Alex Stone of ABC, thanks a million, Alex, well done. Um, And it's less than was reported yesterday at times. Uh, They had uh, six dead Mm -hmm. during the afternoon yesterday, which just, once again, you know, goes to prove the point that... Six dead in a high-speed train crash. Right, that so So. much of what you hear in the first 24 hours is just
1: fiction. I think we're all going to get more and more used to that. Yeah. Young people will grow up expecting that right or people
0: start throwing in preliminary reports indicate you'll know that well let's wait till the dust settles the stuff you hear the first day is almost always wrong yeah yeah well i tell you what if it was as it would well i was i was going to say as it would seem but what the hell do i know if it was merely the engineer failed to slow the train down where he was supposed to slow the train down on the first run of this thing who is that guy and how could he conceivably have that job that is an astonishing failure yeah yeah if it was a mechanical problem i you know that, that seems extraordinary the unstoppable train phenomenon uh i tell you what the idea that we're leaning heavily on choo-choo trains at this point in our history is just ludicrous um I, and i love train travel oh yeah I, you know what i, I don't got
1: plenty of time to oh
0: yeah enjoy it as an experience if you have lots of time and lots of money It's a fun way to travel, but it is an expensive, slow indulgence, honestly. Anybody portraying choo-choo trains, including light rail, as some sort of marvel of efficiency is just a liar. They're just spreading money to their cronies, mostly, or they have this weird, you know, ill-begotten notion that trains mean efficiency. They don't. They're an incredibly expensive way per person, per mile, to move people. There are much more uh, ine- there are much more efficient, uh, less impactful to the environment ways to do it. But we have this romance with trains. I don't know what it is. Mm. Well, I suppose it'll get to the bottom of it, but <clears throat> anyway. Transition music, Michael. Yeah, we haven't kind. heard this in a while. Yeah. Here we mm. go. Nothing says Christmas like this music. A holiday classic. No, which is just the point. Yep. So, uh, to that end, just very briefly, do you have something you're anxious to jump into here? Okay, um, uh, we got this note. Uh, this uh, uh, alien anonymous, we'll call her, is a uh, female carpenter, and she uh, she says, "I worked as a union carpenter for 24 years." This is not relevant, but I like all this stuff. I was the only female, so, you know, had to be uh, good, blah, blah. I had to work twice as hard to get half as far, blah, blah, blah. You already heard all about it on uh, female working in male-dominated careers. But what I noticed, then she gets to the the reason I read this. What I noticed was that on the government-funded jobs, schools, government buildings, that sort of thing, my peers would run me off because I was unable to reduce production in order to extend the job to run longer than necessary. Meaning, I could get done in three hours, what the guys would take three days to complete. I would last a couple of months on the job and get laid off without fail. Didn't matter to me, because I could find work anywhere because of my skills, and I always did. So did they uh, make it, did they say it out loud to her? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It,
1: Look, we're, it was working, communicated to her. we're
0: working slow here on right. purpose.
1: It's yeah. a government thing, so they're going to pay us. No matter how long it takes, this isn't like a homeowner is going to say, hey, what's the deal?
0: Yeah. You said you could be done in three days. It's been seven. Right, right, exactly. That's just, that is, she said it is universal in government jobs, which tells you virtually everything you know, need to know about uh, the efficiency of government, uh, you know, doing what the private sector ought to be doing. Um, And then she, you know, she suspects that one of the reasons we're uh, turning so many criminals loose and decriminalizing crime is you know so government officials can i 'm not sure I buy your reasoning there. I just think the uh, the crony state of California made justice so expensive to line the pockets of political allies that now we can no longer afford justice it 's just too expensive per prisoner, which is a hell of a deal. you know one state over two state over two, two states over they don 't have that problem at all.
1: Did you follow the release of the trend yesterday? I did. To any extent? Yeah, I didn't read it. but Well, see, that that's the interesting thing, and I just found that out today. So now I want to. Apparently, the speech he gave was quite a bit different than the uh, the, the written version. Mm-hmm. And probably on purpose, because he knows how the, the media works and how that whole thing works. But the, the print version is really tough on China and Russia, particularly mm-hmm. China.
0: But really easy on Russia, you say. Yeah, probably because of that collusion. No, no, I said tough on Russia. Hmm. Wow, so the collusion thing is true.
1: <laughs> so, But anyway, uh, 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 a clear shift away from the whole, we're going to be buddies with China, and they're a rising China. power, and we welcome them as a rising power, and all right. that sort of stuff. Right. Just a full-on, they're an adversary, and we're going to battle them, and that right. sort of thing. He did. He didn't talk that tough in his speech, but the, the printed
0: version is that tough, mm-hmm. which is
1: pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate, and again, I didn't read it personally, but I heard it characterized the stuff about Russia, making it clear they're absolutely an adversary. No room for doubt. Yeah, uh, I still think, you know, the president may have a bit of a man crush on Putin. Oh, Who can blame him? A, he's a handsome man. B, Putin, very wealthy. C, very, very manly. So, but the, uh, I, how long is that thing? The uh, national uh, defense. What is it called? It uh, eight thousand pages or six? I, I don't know. know. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. I'd like to read it. A little light reading. So uh, yeah. Hmm. So we're uh, calling a spade a spade. It would seem. Yeah, which is fine. It's great. You know, with any
1: Euclidean trap. I believe it's what it's the called. What? It's been around for thousands of years. When a, when a, when you have a rising power and an established power. They almost always go to war and they have for thousands of years with like two exceptions. Um and uh, so you know, can you avoid that with China rising and us being the established power or are we end up gonna end up go to war? Now that could be decades down the road, but how do you avoid that happening?
0: Honey, there's mouse poop in the kitchen. Get a Euclidean trap.
1: Those are We're not good for that. No. Those are no good. They just they, they eat the cheese, and then they scamper off. Oh, okay. God, I have so many mouse traps around my house. Really? Where where the mice will Wear just Wear They come in. <laughs> yeah. They come in at night. They eat the peanut butter. They say, oh, it was some good peanut butter. My nightly peanut butter." And then they go Can back. You believe
0: these stupid idiots! I'm going to be obese on peanut butter and, by the time this thing catches me. <laughs> and
1: then they fat because they eat peanut butter every night. Mice. Right. They go back to my pantry and crap on my saltines. Oh, bastards! And then I put more peanut butter in the trap, and they do it again tonight. Ah, that was some good peanut butter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You need better mousetraps. Well, I apparently don't set them right, even though I've watched videos and everything. Because I hired a pest guy. To come out, and I said, you probably got some really good traps. He said, no, I use the same things you do. Just people mm. don't know how the to old set decon, uh... them. decon. Just the same $1. eighty trap you can yeah. get anywhere. That Hair it's, trigger. It's been the same for at least 50 years. Since I was a tiny little kid, they've been the same. Yeah, uh, You know, at the little metal bar and everything like that. But he set them, and he caught like six mice in one night. I
0: set them, and the mice just get fat and have peanut butter breath. Wow. <laughs> you putting too much PB on there? I've
1: been watching the videos tiny little bit, oh, okay. put in there, right. get the bar just right. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Huh. You know, mice are gross, man. A kids opened the drawer the other day to where the, the silverware is, Open uh-huh. the drawer. Ah! There's a, I, I had caught one, so there was a dead mouse in there.
0: Oh, golly, that won't affect their <laughs> dreams. <laughs> You know, I'll grant you this would cost you probably uh, fifteen hundred dollars. But have you considered night vision goggles and a shotgun? Just night sit there, after night? perch on your counter. You know, just sitting there, waiting,
1: drinking coffee waiting. with my night vision goggles on right. and my shotgun, just waiting. Oh, I lecture the cat every day. What do you? Th- you have one job. You have one job. <laughs>
0: Lazy, stupid, effing cat. <laughs> wow, oh no, that's no way to supervise your personnel. It's terrible. No wonder you treat everybody around here like that. You gotta work with it. You gotta praise it. Listen, first bring it a good thing. The way you purr, everybody loves. Everybody loves it. But you know, we really need to talk about the live mice. See? <laughs> Policy
1: states,
3: we want them to be dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
3: Our well, tax reform on the way, but will we really be able to fill out our taxes on a form the size of a postcard? And Apple shares are tumbling. So what's going on there? No! Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and <sighs> Guinea. I want to call out Fox
0: News for being way too apocalyptic in their uh, their rhetoric at times. Okay. It's uh, a fair-minded feller. Uh, Also, we've got to get to that giant blockbuster Politico story about the Obama administration going easy on Hezbollah. Yeah. While Hezbollah was doing unthinkable things to try to get that Iran nuke deal. Yeah. And that's from
1: Politico. Right? Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Lots of texts about the mousetrap thing. Somebody suggested you jam a little piece of pepperoni in there instead of peanut butter, and they, they have to work so hard to get it out, nah, but it works pretty good. I like it. A lot of people suggesting I, I don't feed the cat to make him more motivated to get to mice. That That would look good on the evening news. Moderately successful talk show host starves cats. <laughs>
2: Moderately successful. I like it.
0: <laughs> I was trying to make them hungry so they'd eat more mice, <laughs> said Armstrong. <laughs> you know, I like the, the, pepper, the pepperoni idea just because, you know, if they're licking on peanut butter, what does a mouse's tongue weigh? I mean, it can't be that much. I mean, well, yeah, trying to get the peanut butter. God dang it.
1: There's something so maddening about that. When I check the traps and it's clean, they've eaten the peanut butter, yet scampered off and pooped on my stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't think they realize they could poop anywhere. Oh, they're laughing. I hear their chuckles.
1: Oh, yeah. They're (laughs) pooping there on purpose. Let's get the news now. With yes, tiny high-pitched chuckles. Oh
3: yeah, <laughs> you hear it echoing what down the alley. What was
1: that? <laughs> Here's Marshall with the news.
3: Well, I got to tell you, the Christmas rush is on in D.C. Republicans pushing hard to get final passage of their big tax bill done this week. On the week. backs of the middle class. The House expected somehow. To, the House expected to vote on the bill later today, and now Senate Leader Mitch McConnell said the senators are going to vote on the bill tonight. Now, I had heard that they worked into
1: the tax plan, Um, you can't prepay your state taxes or property taxes. Correct. Somebody come up with that. Now, in the New York Times last night, there was an article,
0: the benefit of prepaying your state
1: taxes. So, did they change (laughs) that since
0: Friday? Hell of a lot changed since Friday. That's entirely possible. Man, I need a reading on that right
3: now. Yeah, yeah, because we're running out of time to do that.
0: Yeah, please, yes, please.
3: White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the tax overhaul
2: legislation is going to be a
3: huge deal for America.
2: This is a tax package that prioritized helping the middle class. It certainly does that. This is something that we wanted to benefit all Americans, and um, that's been the focus all along. Now,
3: the Tax Policy Center does find that reforms would save people making between fifty dollars and $90,000 a year, on average, about 900 bucks a year. While the top earners would save around 51000 a year. That's according to the Tax Policy Center. I said this last week, you were out of the room. But I know a lot of people... That
1: would be considered rich by most of America, yep. who are sick to their stomachs over this freaking tax thing. Right, a lot of people. Right. So it's not benefiting all the rich. I don't know which rich is benefiting, or if you have to be like the six richest people in America, or what. But I know a lot of people that would be considered rich that are like, "Oh my God, I got to move or or change my lifestyle,
0: and right. this is going to kill me." Well, you have the, uh, the I have a pretty damn good income. I got a million dollars in the bank. I'm feeling good about retirement. Rich. And then you got your, you know, I have $30 million in the bank, rich. And those two groups have almost nothing in common economically.
3: Right. CBS reporter Nancy Cordes uh, did learn from tax expert Joseph Rosenberg, the GOP plan is not going to do one important thing. It's not going to make the code simpler. It's introducing a lot of additional complexities.
0: So we're not going to be able to do our taxes on a postcard? I think the postcard is that. No, about 90% of Americans will. I believe that. Um, just because most people's taxes are pretty simple. But, you know, that 10% is, you know, 35 million people who can't. And maybe I'm off by 10%. Maybe 80% of Americans will be able to, quote, unquote, do it on a single sheet of paper. But now there's 70, 75 million who can't. So
1: And the people that can't, theirs is going to get more complicated?
0: Uh, all I know, it, probably. Well, certainly, if only because it's... As complicated as it was last year, but in different ways. Oh, yeah. So all the experts have to relearn uh, what they're doing. The fact that we could not even get a whiff of serious tax reform, serious, top-to-bottom, systemic, full Senate, considering it, rewriting America's tax structure, is just sad. And discouraging. Oh
1: yeah, I don't think that could right. ever happen unless you were living in an era where you had a chunk of Republicans and a chunk of Democrats working together to do that. And just a bi-chunkle measure. Yeah, and we're not going to do legislation like that for a while.
3: Trump administration is now pointing at North Korea in connection with a ransomware attack that compromised hundreds of thousands of computers around the world last May, and also took down parts of Britain's National Health Service. In a Washington Journal op-ed published on Monday, the White House Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert Bosert rather, charged that North Korea was directly responsible for the WannaCry ransomware attack and that North Korea will be held to account for that attack.
0: What are we going to sanction them?
3: Apple shares, Apple shares my friends are down in pre-market trading after sell. a report the iPhone 10 its $1,000 price tag might put a real crimp in sales overall. Apple shares falling around 1.2% in New York trading. Investors worried the tech giant's flagship phone might not be selling in big enough numbers to beat the Wall Street forecast. Eh, whatever. Uh, you know, I've only had a
0: handful of word-of-mouth exchanges about the 10, um, but the people I've talked to haven't loved it. You know, maybe I'm a bad sample. What are you hearing? You hearing anything? I don't know anybody with the 10. Huh.
3: Yeah, fear. Um, yeah, I was just going to say the fear is the customers are going to be buying Apple's less expensive devices, and that's the way it seems to be trending right now. Buying the ten, buying the eight, yeah.
1: Um, the, uh, the 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 uh, the whole thousand dollar price tag isn't it just like forty dollars more than it was before. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Big deal. But you crossed into that extra digit. Ooh, no way I can
3: have a $1,000 phone. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West.
1: I've bought three $940 phones in the last five years. How long are they going to be called phones? I don't know. As long as people will say I'm going to roll down my window,
2: I suppose.
0: Well, one well, could, could argue no rolling- that that motion yeah. is a rolling motion. Oh, wow! <laughs> As opposed to, what, I'm going to slide down my window or trigger it. Yeah, what?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, trigger the thing I do the least with my phone, including dropping it or kicking it, is uh, talk on the uh, talk on it. Right. It's a novelty. It rings now and then, and I'm startled. Whoa, what the heck? <laughs> Ignore. Go to voicemail. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is frightening. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you telling me? Okay, we're going to catch up on a bunch of stories, right? Right? Yes?
1: No. Um,
0: oh, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Fox to task. I'm always bitching at the left for doing this. I'm uh, Again, I'm trying to earn my fairness stripe this morning. Okay, you're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This time each year. Well, uh, a couple of texts, and the text line is 295 KFTC. Um, uh, somebody texted the uh, one of the problems with the iPhone ten, or is it the X? I never can remember which. Uh, ten, the ten. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, if you break the screen, it's like four hundred dollars and uh, five hundred or more if the glass body needs
0: replaced. As a clumsy idiot, I can't go there. <clears throat> I'm not buying the damn insurance. Of course, you'd think maybe I would as a clumsy idiot. uh,
1: It paid off for me, but over the long run, probably not. If I did it my whole life, it wouldn't. Mm. Um, What does it cost? Enough that if you don't need it for a couple of years, you've just bought yourself a new phone, right? (laughs) and then you break it, and they give you a phone. Well, great. I paid for it.
0: Oh, that's the... uh, I'm talking about just breaking the screen. Oh. Because, you know, that's 75 bucks or whatever. It hurts, Um, but... Yeah, I jumped in the pool with mine and
1: uh, completely ah. ruined it, and they needed a new phone. Woof. And they replaced it, but mm-hmm. I had more or less paid for it over the years of buying the insurance. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you almost want to get to a certain point, realize you paid for it, and chuck it in the pool. <laughs> Tell with this, I'm getting my money's worth.
1: Uh, and we got this text. We get these kind of texts all the time. I just wanted to mention this. I love you guys, but with all due respect, you sound like morons talking about the iPhone ten, Ignorant at best. Instead of sending that sort of thing, which we get regularly, Sure. How about a quick, here's what you got wrong, or a link to a story about explaining it, or something like that? Otherwise, you're just being a dick. Well, I wasn't going to go there. But <laughs> Thanks for the text, dick. Un- unlike a lot of talk show hosts, I don't claim to be an expert in everything, um, and and I'm certainly not. And if you know why, for instance, the 10 might not be selling, or is selling, or anything
0: like that, hit us with a quick comment. I'm more than willing to pass it along. Sure. Marshall saying there's concerns it won't sell as well because the price tag. You guys really sound uh, ignorant and stupid about that. Well, maybe we do. What, what, what? In what way? Just let me know. Stock <laughs> analysts, some say analysts, believe what Marshall <laughs> reported. What's, what's, what's the flaw? Man, yeah. people annoy me. <laughs> God, I hate people. That's probably why I like my new dog so much, because yeah. he's not a person. There you go. He's not. So, uh, listen, for the past, uh, well, roughly year... Uh, I have been unmerciful in mocking, hammering, criticizing the lefty media for their apocalyptic hilariousness about the election of Trump. Y'all are working as hard as you possibly can to sell fear, to raise your ratings, to sell commercials. There's Uh. never been a more dangerous time. It's just like when Hitler was elected. If I had a Deutsche Mark... For every reference to Trump being Hitler, I could buy the Eiffel Tower. I couldn't think of a German landmark. I, anyway, well, the Germans will be back in Paris soon enough. Uh, so, wow! Uh, l- l- listen, y'all have just been stupid with your Katy Perry can't even sing Lady Gaga's beside her. Everybody, everybody acting. Listen, I think a lot of them believe it. I don't think they're just doing it for ratings. I think, well, I think the media is whipping it up. Fear sells and and listen, all right, so you know if I'm going to be charitable they're they're not nefarious, they're deluded, <laughs>
1: but I would respect you more if you're just being nefarious than if you actually think you're living through these
0: difficult times, and I'm part of the resistance, oh please, this is nev- there's never been a more dangerous time eh, when a hundred million people died in the forties, fairly dangerous, but anyway, um so listen, that's the whole thing. you just people like being afraid. Read Sebastian Younger's tribe. Because it draws you together with your peeps, you feel a togetherness that's lacking in the, the modern world, and it feels great. We need it desperately as human beings, which is one of the reasons I think the internet slash social media are so insidious. Because they're giving you a, a quick hit of social cocaine instead of real social interaction. Um, and Well, anyway, I won't get off further on that tangent, but it's a wonderful book. But um, So now you have uh, Fox News... Uh, they're, they've latched onto the uh, Mueller investigation, which has its interesting problems. And I think, for the good of the country that I love, it would be useful not to throw around there is a coup in America being run by Robert Mueller as the, the, the half-wit Jesse Waters is pitching on Fox News and his late-night show. Now, you got Trump's personal favorite term, witch hunt. On Fox, they're calling the investigation illegitimate, corrupt. Sean Hannity charged earlier this month that Mueller has put the country, quote, on the brink of becoming a banana republic. There are plenty of problems or potential problems with the investigation, and I think they ought to be looked at very thoroughly and soberly. And whatever the conclusion or conclusions are of the Mueller investigation, they ought to be scrutinized. They ought to have a bright, bright light shined on them. And we ought to talk about it and let Congress and the courts and our system and indeed the free media and everybody else weigh in on it and have a good, solid look at it. But this whipping everybody up into a state of take up your arms, it's just it's well, number one, it's disingenuous. And number two, folks, it's not healthy.
1: Now, Tucker Carlson said the other night, this is how the secret police began. Eh, really. I don't yeah, think we're going
0: there. I don't know. There's plenty of law enforcement corruption. There's plenty of bias, too. There, there are plenty of guys working out their personal, uh, you know, the, 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 the axes to grind. But mm-hmm. our system's pretty solid in rooting that sort of thing out. I, I got plenty of problems with old Peter Strzok and the insurance text and the fact that, you know, it's, what is it, six of the nine investigators. Uh, donated heavily to Democrat causes, and all that stuff calls for some real scrutiny. And you know what the investigation's getting right now? Real scrutiny. Quit with your coup talk. Quit with your Hitler talk. I know it's exciting, and you got that Sebastian Younger thing going on, and people like it. Oh, the the most interesting point of the book, I've mentioned this before, is if you ask people, a lot of people, what was the best time in your life? The most joyful time, the time when you've... Just were happiest. A lot of people point to right after a tragedy or a disaster, like a hurricane, when the whole town came together. They were, by any objective standard, miserable. But they were the happiest they've ever been because they felt that tribe. And that's a powerful, powerful impulse. But the networks, the cable news, the newspapers, whatever, they're trying desperately to exploit that to make money. And here's the only reason I'm bitching about it. Because it hurts the country I love. Period.
1: Comment, but I don't remember what it was.
0: Mm. Do you mean like impactful and and condensed, or do you have a lisp and and it's a pissy <laughs> comment? No.
1: Yeah, I meant I meant short and uh, ah, pungent. to the point. Pointed. Yes. Um, Oh, so who's who's, who's the Harvard professor, lawyer, Clinton supporter, mustache, Uh, was on the dream team, Dershowitz? Yeah, Alan Dershowitz. Um, uh, I saw him on one of the channels yesterday saying, now is the absolutely wrong time for Trump to get rid of Mueller because Mueller is damaged. Right. Mueller is in a situation where he's got to bend over backwards now to look fair and go further than he might have before Mm -hmm. to be fair on this. So Trump's got, got him in a really good position. If he fires him, he's probably gonna, he's almost certainly going to get somebody less charitable to him.
0: Right. What uh, my turn? Who's the uh, who's the uh, legal expert? The respected judge who Brett Bear talks to semi regularly. Um, not Dershowitz, but uh, the other guy, younger guy, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, he was he was pointing out that um, Mueller and company had gone really far, and, and we're really using unnecessary bullying tactics to get all of those transition emails. And there are some pretty legitimate claims of lawyer-client uh, privilege and ownership of the emails belonging to the transition team and not the government. And he was saying it was really surprising overreach and unwise and unnecessarily brought the investigation into question, blah, blah, blah. There are plenty of people taking a serious look at this. It's going to be okay. Like the Trump thing. Trump uh, nominated this idiot to be on the courts. Well, he probably isn't an idiot, but he was utterly unqualified. They grilled him in front of the Senate. A Republican senator humiliated him. And the guy was sent packing. He withdrew his nomination. It's going to be okay, everybody. So this net neutrality thing is confusing to me, but I did see a headline over the
1: weekend that said, your Internet's about to get more expensive and more confusing. So we're going to talk to a Washington Post reporter who can figure that out for us?
0: Yeah, or at least uh, let us know what the informed speculation is saying. Because we all use the Internet. That's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.